Chiefs training camp, we have dates for you. Today, we're going over just the first look at Chiefs training camp, how you get there, what you do, what you need to watch today. Locked on Chiefs. From the land of the free and the home of the Chiefs, this is the Locked on Chiefs podcast. Welcome back, everyone. It's Chiefs Kingdom. It's Locked on Chiefs. It's Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day for free on every platform. If you would please like, sub, and hit the bell over on YouTube. Become one of our normal watchers, not just listeners. We appreciate that. We have a lot to go over because the the dates for training camp are out. And everyone forgets that people get to arrive early in some cases. So we'll talk about that coming up here in a second. I'm Ryan Tracy, the founder of Rogue Analytics and Performance Consulting, home of the Matrix. Home of RogueAPC.com, as well as NFL33.com, where you can see some of the non-Chiefs stories, what's going on around the rest of the league, and you can always check out RGR Football as well. And I am Chris Clark. You can find me over at Chiefs Corner. We're going to be talking a little bit about training camp and what we really look for there. Uh, and actually, I think we probably are going to discuss a little bit more about how we're going to cover it this year that is probably going to be a little bit different than what we've done in years past as well to give you a little bit of insight into what we're looking at and how things are going to change. Let's go ahead and just jump right in. July 22nd is the day that the rookies and the QBs report. Yes, you get a little bit of early. Now, they're not public practices, but uh, you want to set your calendars for the 22nd because that's when you're going to see all the, uh, well, somebody's going to make a big stink of arriving at camp, right? Is it going to be a quarterback or is it going to be somebody else? I'm putting my money on the specialists. I, I could be wrong. But, you know, <laughs> nobody's going to do what Dustin Colquitt's done in the past. Nobody's going to do what Anthony Sherman has done in the past. At least Good I don't Lord. think so. Did you do you remember the year they came in like the uh, the military, like the missile yep. style? Like they nearly ran me over. Like I was just walking up there as they went by on the way in to turn around. Like it shocked me. I thought something was going. It was crazy. Um, yeah, that's what you get from specialists. So, um, somebody's going to do something, but the rookies and quarterbacks get to show up on the 22nd of July. Um, obviously, uh, Western Missouri up in St. Joe, you guys know where it's at. Uh, I like the fact, I still enjoy the fact that they let the quarterbacks and rookies get in there a little bit early just to get acclimated to where you're going, where you're going to be, that kind of thing. And, you know, for the quarterbacks, they get to get all the, uh, you know, the rooms themselves, get all cozied up, you know, do up those dorm rooms the way that they got to get them taken care of. I think that helps the quarterbacks. Yeah, and the 22nd is a Friday, so they're going to be getting in on a Friday. And they will – you will start seeing tweets from the Chiefs account. I don't know if it'll be – probably won't be next week. Probably won't be the week after that, but it'll probably be uh, like the week of the 11th. They'll start sending stuff up to St. Joe, and you'll see – them packing things up to take up to St. Joe. And I, I always like those tweets just because I know that that means that training camp is right around the corner. And I really enjoy going to training camp. Uh, one of my favorite things at training camp is sitting on the hill right underneath where the reporters are and being able to watch both sides of the field, you know, both fields, getting a good view of what is going on and being able to talk to people. Uh, you know, I, I will tell you one of my favorite memories ever going to camp was always talking to Therese. Uh Had a chance to talk to him multiple times when we were at camp, and that was always a joy for me. It was always something I really enjoyed, being able to talk to him and just kind of get his insight and his thoughts. Uh, and, and just talk to him and see how he was doing. And uh, that guy was amazing. Really miss him, obviously. But uh, that's yeah. one of my favorite memories of camp. And, you know, I, I also – I've enjoyed 
going and having people come up to me and go, Hey, are you such and such? And, you know, if I'm in a couple of times, it's been when I've been talking to Therese because they hear my voice, which is a lot different <laughs> right. because, because it used to be that you never saw her face. So it was all voice. And now for almost what, six, well, for a while we've had YouTube and yeah, uh, I guess it's been a year now I think about it because we started Good last Lord. May on YouTube. <laughs> um, but we're going into year six for doing Locked On Chiefs, so uh, you know, voice has been out there a lot longer than the you know being able to see us. So, uh, sure. really enjoy being able to interact with people at training camp. Yeah, it's a it's a fun time. Trez, Trez used to always like the last day I was there. Always, he'd be he's like, "We'll, we'll talk film next time," because <laughs> like, I could never get him for more than like three minutes. You know what I mean? So uh, that was always fun. And we've had a couple of impromptu sessions, folks, when we're at training camp. So we'll try to make sure some of that happens again. We'll, we'll see what the schedule works out. Uh, I'm fitting for a move here in July. Um, so, like, my schedule might be a little bit in flux. We'll see what happens. But as much as the rookies get in ahead of time, you know, they get a little bit of a jump on everybody else moving in. The veterans report on 726, the day before practice begins. So there's a little bit of a staging there that comes on. And as that goes through, like, I think this is, this is one of the earlier ones, right? It was like the 29th and the 30th the last couple of years, right? So like, it's a little bit earlier. It takes a little bit. Yeah, this does seem earlier than normal. Like, I'm ready to see dudes with giant fans and giant TVs walking into that dorm. Right. (laughs) But don't forget the Xbox or PlayStation or whatever. Right. Uh well, that'll probably be packed in one of their boxes or whatever, and you'll never see it. But you know it's going to be there because they're going to be playing Madden, and they're going to be playing whatever other video games they want to play. But uh, it always it always kind of cracks me up knowing that those guys are sleeping on those beds because that's just... <laughs> it is a little bit different, but what are you going to do? Yeah. Um, I think we need to go over, like, how do you get the most out of training camp? We'll do that after this because Bet Online is your best part, best spot to get all your information on sports that you want to bet on. It makes it easier for all the the latest developments, the podcast, all the news and breaking league info that you need to make your decisions very well and very concisely so you can get your money on the line in a safe and meaningful way to make yourself some more. It doesn't matter whether it's it's baseball or uh, draft prospects or who's going to make it to the Super Bowl or the ongoing Stanley Cup playoffs. Um, By the way, you want to bet in the Fs. Uh, and as you go forward with that, <laughs> you need that information to make sure that you're doing it right. So get over there. It's the best spot for all the scores, podcasts, news, everything that you need to get your money out there on the line the way that you want it. It's over at Bet Online where the game starts. So there's always a couple of different conversations. Now, what you outlined before, uh, folks, when you come in to the stadium, if you haven't been to training camp before, or if you have and you just always go to the same spot and you wonder what else is going on. As you get in through the gate, you have that short walk up the hill to what is, what is that, the southeast corner of the practice facility. And that's where the bleachers start. A lot of folks just head for the bleachers, sit down, try to have a good day. Um, you know, when it's hot, it's hot. There's nowhere to run out there. So I have a tendency to try to move around a lot. Uh, and you like to go for the hill, which is the other really popular part because it's on the far side. Uh, what the western side as uh the hill that the players come down right yep 
Yeah, I really enjoy being up there. It, you get a great view. Uh, you can see both practice fields pretty well. Uh, the only time that you really ever miss anything is something, if something is happening right behind the goalpost, which, I mean, it happens at times. So uh, you deal with it, but you still see most of what's going on. Um, and it's it's a great vantage point in that you understand that you're getting almost the same view as the reporters are because they are all right behind you. I was just going to say, like, it, this is your opportunity to keep the beat reporters in check. Because, you know, there are beat reporters and then there are sort of beat reporters who show up to camp once or twice, you know, instead of every day like the grinders do. And they have a tendency to say things that are hit or miss, let me put it that way. So I think it is a unique opportunity to see it from the same vantage point to see what they're seeing and, and understand that, when we all read reporting from, from folks that are there, that's uh, it's nearly as specific to an opinion as it is to who happened to be watching a given play in a given aspect. There have been plenty of times where I'm watching the line and somebody makes an, uh, an incredible one-handed catch that I didn't even see because I'm trying to see if the left guard's doing his job or not. You know, And, and that always becomes a, a really interesting way to do it so that you, well, you see a little bit of everything. And that's a struggle with training camp, and that's a struggle with that's a struggle with football in general. If you really get into this game and trying to analyze it, watching film, and I I guarantee I don't watch enough, but uh, you can say you can tell me that I'm right or wrong here. I'm pretty sure I know the answer, <laughs> but you have to go back and watch a play five or six different times because there's so many different things that are going on, and that's what I do when I go watch film. Is I go back and I okay. Yeah, I'm looking at the left guard or I'm looking at the left tackle. You know, how did he do this? You know, what set this, what set him up to succeed or fail? How did this work? And it's, you know, when you're watching the game, you're watching the ball. That's a lot different than what you have to do when you analyze. And it makes it really hard at training camp because you're in a situation where you can't do both. You can't go back and, and rewatch. So you just watch as much as you possibly can and you give information about as much as you possibly can. And, you know, if you miss a catch here or you miss a, you know, a big hit or you miss a huge block or something, it happens. I mean, that's just going to be the reality of it. And, you know, I will say this. The other part of it is no matter where you are on that field, if you're you're going to miss something somewhere because it's going to be on the other side of the field from you. So, you know, it could be a situation where you're on the hill and they're playing in the far field at the and near the opposite end zone. You're not going to be able to see everything from there. I mean, you can see it. You're just not going to have a good view. So, you know, know that that's going to be happening and just adjust for it. Know that you're probably going to miss things, but it's part of training camp. Yeah, that's how it works. I will give you guys a, a clue, though. And I don't go there every year. In fact, I'm not even sure how long they've allowed it, but there is now more room on that hill. They put a new berm in. Was it last season or the season before? So it's not just that you walk all the way down the bleachers and then you can turn and get behind the practice field so that you get the other end zone view. But now there's a berm up there and you can sit on that hill as well. Um, and, and that, I think I, I spent ooh, probably most of a day there last year and that was definitely a different vantage point because you see things um a little bit more if, if you're on the main hill you see a lot of the offensive red zone practice coming at you right yep. and you you get the behind the scenes view from the opposite hill so you know if you guys are looking for a new place to watch some of the more important especially the team drills i think that back hill 
is probably the newest place that gives you a little bit more of a unique view. You can see the, the whole orchestra kind of playing together rather than focusing on a player or whatever from whatever vantage point that you're at. So, right, and it, make, and it makes sense why they do it that way because if you think about it, they are trying to play to the fans and most of the fans are going to be uh, on that hill or, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. obviously they could be on the other field, which is a whole other issue, uh, you know, getting away from that hill, but you still have a great vantage point of that entire field. So yeah, training camp is a great experience. If you haven't gone, try to go, uh, try to take a day off, figure out what their schedule is. I will say this one thing. Uh, and this is my caveat with this is that you can plan. I've gone multiple times for weeks on end uh, and you can plan on going for five days and maybe only end up going to two. Yeah. So just know <laughs> if you plan on going to one day, there's a semi-decent chance that maybe you won't be going because it will have rained and they will be inside and can't do anything while they're inside. So uh, just know that that's a possibility. There was one of the first years that I went as, as covering it rather than just as a fan. Right. Right. And I, I, I literally, I flew into town I got a hotel room in St. Joe and I sat there for four days and didn't see one snap because the entire time I was there, it rained and they were indoors. So it is definitely a possibility that stuff will happen, but the trade-off is you get to see some unique things and we're going to give you a couple of things that we look for and that you should look for when you're at training camp right after this. So I, I, you don't got to give away the secrets of how we see the things that we that lead to the analysis that we give you here on the show, folks. But, uh, Chris, I want to know something like it, this season in particular, what are you looking for? Is it is it who's on the jugs machine before practice? Who stays after? Who's doing what in between reps? Like, what are you looking for this season from this group of of training camp invites? You know, I always love the the underdog stories. And I think that is part of the reason why I've enjoyed watching Jody Fortson grow into the player he is right now. Um, You know, we had him on years before he ever took a snap in the NFL and actually played on the – Played in the, you know, last year. Uh, mm-hmm. I can't remember if it was two years ago or three years ago that we had him on. Uh, but the reason we had him on is because I watched him stay on the jugs machine for 15, 20 minutes, it seemed like, during training or right after training camp when players were signing footballs for fans. Uh, he was on the jugs machine. He was working. He was doing what he could to try to improve. And Guys like that stick out to me, and that's something that I always enjoy watching. So it's something that I will always watch. Uh, who is trying to do better and who is trying to get better and do things that are going to help them. Uh, but, you know, really for me, it's it's just a matter of trying to watch, uh, you know, the different position groups when you get the chance. Uh, you know, depending on your vantage point, you're just going to have to accept that, you know, at some point you're going to get the offensive linemen. Sometimes it's going to be wide receivers and corners. Sometimes it's going to be – you know, QBs doing drills, who knows what you're going to end up watching. It's really going to depend on where you sit and where they have decided to design it for that day. Um, so just know that you can see a whole bunch of different things. And, and maybe if you go for a couple of days, try different places, go, go mm-hmm. one place one day. And then the next day, go someplace completely different. See what you like, see what your view is like, see what things you enjoy seeing and what you don't. And, you know, by day three or four, you're going to have a pretty good idea of what you want to do. Agreed. I think that's a great plan. For me, I'm going to move around enough so that I can accomplish a couple of goals. And I, and I will share them with everybody so that 
when we talk about this during camp, it, it will kind of ring true for when you're all there. It's not just about, especially with the pass catcher group, who's lining up with the ones. That's going to be great. You want to know that. But we kind of already know that. For me, it's going to be about who lines up where. In particular, who's lining up in the slot and who are they asking to play out wide? I, I think I understand my expectation. I don't know if I'll be right or not. But that has, is going to have a significant impact on who lines up where and has the opportunity in the preseason games, which then means who's going to get the opportunity in the, the actual regular season. But it's beyond that. It's also about, so you see you're at a practice and McColl's lining up out at X, meaning he's outside the slot and he's off the line of scrimmage. I'm sorry, at Z. And Vias is on the line of scrimmage, so he's at the X. I was going to say X. That's interesting, but go ahead. Right, yeah, yeah, apologies. Um, so Juju's going to be the other starter. We all know that. But the question's going to be, they'll they'll move it around. Hardman will go into the slot, leaving Juju at Z, whatever happens. The question is, when Sky Moore comes in, where does he go line up? Is he taking his reps at slot predominantly? Did that in college. No reason he can't do it here. If and when he does, is it an immediate bump out of Juju and McColl comes off the field? Or is it a one-for-one replacement? How often does that happen? Does Sky Moore line up in multiple positions? Because the top three, you have to expect, should be able to play all three positions. That shouldn't be a question. And then the key is going to be, <clears throat> after Sky Moore starts to get reps, who comes in at five and six? Yeah, I kind of disagree a little. Well, when you say top three, you're talking Hardman, you're talking Hardman, MVS, and Juju. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I I was going to say, I kind of disagree. If you're talking top three is in your wide receivers overall, uh, I am not so sure that they're going to give Sky Moore the ability to, to play all those, all three of those positions this year. I just don't right. see that being uh, a possibility. I, I do think he will eventually do it in this offense. I just I look at what they did with Tyreek Hill. They gave him a specific package. They got him acclimated to the offense. They used him how he should be used, and then they built every year on from there. And I expect that that's how they're going to do it with with. Uh, Sky Moore. And honestly, mm-hmm. I really think that you might see a more limited situation with Juju even just because, yes, Maybe. he's coming in Kansas City, but he's only signed for one year. So do you really want to force him to try to learn all three positions and try to know the entire offense from that perspective? I mean, I'm not saying yes. he can't do it. Yeah, no, I get it. I, <laughs> I want why, to. But I, yeah, I, I'm just saying in my mind, I'm looking at it and saying, if they want him for a specific responsibility and for specific types of plays, put him where they think he's going to be most successful. He can learn all that other stuff down the road. He doesn't have to have it going in. Um, but I get why you want him to be able to do any of the three positions. Yeah. I hope that that's the way that it works out. The other hint that I will give everybody, and I'll be paying attention to this, but I think everybody should, is Usually early in a practice, um, what, second, third period in the individual drills. I know it's fun to watch guys tackle donuts. It doesn't really tell you a whole lot. I'm just going to put it out there. (laughs) What you want to watch this particular season is who is looking the smoothest in the gate. The gate is, is, uh, I think it's PVC, like a frame with a tarp over the top of it that forces the linebackers to play at a level that keeps their pads down. 
Now, Nick Bolton and Willie Gay are going to be smooth through that. Nick was smooth as sin when he came into it. The question is going to be, how well does Leo Chanel keep his pads down? How does he work through that drill? And is it Mike Rose? Is it Carter? Is it Elijah Lee? Who looks the best in that drill going forward? Because that's going to give you an idea who's smoothest in their drops on the field. And I do feel that linebacker four has to be a coverage type guy. Yep. He's certainly got to be a special teams type guy. So that's one drill that I'll be watching pretty closely when I'm there. Yeah, and I think the other thing that to point out in there is, and this goes for all drills, not just that one, watch the rotation of guys. It's not set in stone that this guy is above this guy, but you will see a hierarchy of where people land. If you mm-hmm. watch the rotation, you will see about where the team thinks they are, at least at this point in going forward. So that's something to watch that can kind of give you an idea as to where they think players are going to play. Obviously the wide receivers and the corners and all those different positions are going to have a little bit of a mixture of them. Uh, so I think, well, maybe not corner near as much as wide receiver, but you know, you get my point. It's just one of those things. Watch the rotation of those drills. Watch, you know, one of the things I've always enjoyed watching uh, this was three or four years ago because being me was the running backs coach watching him run the running backs through the, the drills. That was always a lot of fun for me because you got an idea. Okay. This is where they think this guy is right now. You know, is he one or is he four? So you get an idea there, and you also got to hear Eric just booming at players, which is always awesome. Yeah, enjoy that one more time this this year, folks. I don't know how long, much longer it's going to last. So let us know what you want to see. Where's your little spot that you like to watch from, or what do you like to watch? We're going to have more, and Chris obviously has something more. I just want to say I think we're going to have a little bit more for you this training camp than we've had in the past. So be looking for that, uh, the days that we're going to be there, the days that we're going to cover. Be looking for more than we've been giving you in the past couple of years because now we do have YouTube. Now it's a, a thing, and uh nice thing is COVID is not here anymore, so I will be at training camp and looking forward to that. This I like the best that. Two we, years. we will probably, will likely spread out our coverage, but we should have a lot of coverage for you. I think you guys are going to be pretty pumped for, for how much we're there, and I hope that you're pumped for camp in general. So. Enjoy your weekend. You got a few more weeks before you got to be ready. But hey, football is right around the corner. Thanks for listening to us today. We'll talk to you Monday. Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM.